What is that in the background? Oh, you can hear that? Okay, I'll turn it off. That's the music. That's the baby monitor. <laughs> There's music. Well, I upstairs. don't think you should turn it off. Well, I can turn the sound off. I can still see the kids. But... Oh, they okay. I was going to say, it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, what? they can they can wait an hour and a half. <laughs> hey, don't be stupid. Sure. <laughs> You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. And we are back. We're back. It's the 2M Football Podcast. I say we're back. It's only been a few days longer than usual. Uh, It wasn't a full bye week. It was about a half bye week, if you will. (laughs) All right. You had a bye week. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Matt. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, it's me, Mike, and Matt. As always, Matt, what have you been up to this week that prevented us from recording on our usual uh, schedule? So, because I'm incredibly <laughs> awesome at my job, uh, and I think Detroit fans plan this, though I didn't run into it, I had to go to the Michigan store, which is located in Novi, which is a half hour south of Detroit. And we had to go, like, basically clean their store. So, I spent Two and a half days moving. Yeah. Are, are you saying Detroit is dirty? Team Detroit sucks. It's fine. I thought that was the funniest thing ever when you sent me the text. You're like, I may come to regret what I said on the podcast because <laughs> guess where I'm going? And I'm like, no freaking way. <laughs> so the way the phone conversation was, I was literally leaving for work on that Friday. I pull into the gas station to get gas. And my phone goes off and I look down, it's my boss. And I'm like, uh, there's only a few reasons of getting a call before work. Mm-hmm. One of them may be I'm not going to work. N- none of them are good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the conversation goes a little bit, you know, condensed like this, like, Hey, what you doing? I'm about to put gas in my car. Cause what are you doing next week? I go probably work it as long as I have a job, <laughs> unless you're about to tell me otherwise. Yeah. He's like, well, store 230 needs help. And I was like, so what you're saying is we're going to Michigan. He's like, pack your bags. <laughs> and he's like, do you want today off or do you want next Thursday off? I'm like, well, given my experience when we go to these stores, they're not like, hey, we're having a pizza party. Come on by. Right. <laughs> I'll take next Thursday off. And then I immediately text you after I got to work. I sat down in a meeting and figured out kind of the game plan of what we we're going to do. That's when I text you and I'm like, so funny story. Remember all that crap I talked about Detroit? Yeah, I got to go to the Novi, Michigan store. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. <laughs> and then I think I texted you back. I hope all 11 of our listeners are there waiting for you <laughs> angrily. Uh, thank, um, surprisingly enough, I don't think anybody knew of who I was other than through work. So I think that's a good thing. Very surprising. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you taking today off so you could catch up on everything that happened last week because uh, it was a big week for NFL news. So uh, let's not. And this uh, is, keep in mind, this is like only light, like free agency. Like this isn't even the bulk right. of it. So it's like, if this is just the tip of the iceberg, this could be a big ass <laughs> iceberg this year. Oh, it is. It is. And free agency always is, but even more so this year. And, uh, so, uh, yeah. So with that being said, we're glad to have you back in the virtual studio, Matt. Uh, glad you made it back safely. And it's good, today it's good to be back mostly in my bed <laughs> today. We're going to talk are really nice, but <laughs> so you already referenced free agency is coming up. I think, I think next, uh, Wednesday actually is, is the start, the official start of free agency. So the main thing we're going to talk about today is, um, we're going to preview the available free agents as many as we can get through in one episode <laughs> and, and uh, maybe make a few predictions as to who might be going where, but we're just going to go position by position and talk about who's available this off season. And it's a, uh, it's a pretty healthy crop of talent, especially given. Uh, so I guess this rolls into news a little bit. The, the salary cap for 2021 was released and it is, lower it was as as we knew it would be it was actually lower than last year prompting a lot of cuts a lot of restructured contracts this past week as as teams get i would ready. not want to be in the front office for these teams this year that's for sure yeah seems like a lot of tough decisions being made 
Um, so with that, yeah, let's, there was some some good news too, some Dak Prescott news that we'll talk about in just a second. Yay! Uh, but the first couple of things I, that popped up in the news this week that I thought were interesting, wanted to get your take on, uh, were a couple of rule changes that have been proposed by is uh, pass interference going to be is going to be replayable? <laughs> no, that one is fully re- they they retired. They didn't just uh, overturn that rule. Uh, they retired it. It cannot come back. I think <laughs> <laughs> to the chagrin of well, probably every team at one point in the season. <laughs> but no, the first one that I saw was that the the Buffalo Bills proposed to change the rules around head coach hiring. Okay, and the the proposal would not allow interviews until after the conference championship games, and they wouldn't allow any hirings to happen until after the Super Bowl. Is that just the head coaching, or is that like the the, the chief coaching staff, like OCs, DCs, STs? Uh, as far as I know, this is just for head coach. Interesting. Well, I mean, you hear it all the time. Like, look at Eric Bellamy. Like he is a high prosperous thing, but probably nothing's going to happen until after this game. And then after this game, you know, as, as the teams advance through the postseason, and of course they were in the Super Bowl. So you figure it, oh, he, he's not going to even get talked about after the Super Bowl. But I don't know what the Bills are trying to like. Is it just to prevent coaches from having a split decision? Like, what if you know like you're going to get the next head coaching job? Are they worried about like not performing in the Super Bowl because it doesn't matter? Like, I, I don't. I don't get the big deal with this, what this would change. Yeah. Well, it, it does seem a little bit weird to me. Coordinators from the Bills. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they specifically are passionate about this. <laughs> I, it does always seem weird to me every year though, when you, when coordinators are taking interviews, getting hired while their team is still in the playoffs. <laughs> like if you're splitting your time between you know, game planning and interviewing. I've got to think that has some kind of effect. And I, I don't know if there are any numbers to back that up, <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense to me. And like you mentioned, the enemy, since the chiefs won the super bowl or they were in the super bowl the last two years. And, and this past year, by the time the super bowl came around, I think, I think all the vacancies have been filled already. And right, because I think no that was either jobs either open. around then or just shortly after then the Texas spot got filled. Right. So I don't know. Just something I thought was interesting and kind of makes sense. It's like if you're still in the midst of doing your current job, being going on interviews for a, <laughs> a different job seems well. And I mean, not that weird. you know things need to adapt and change with as the times change and move, but like there's been no reason for that up until this proposal. Like, this is how it's been for years. Like, of course, your star studded coordinators in the postseason are going to be pretty big targets and pretty big names and are going to float around as potential head coaches, but nobody's, I don't know, I, I don't. I don't get it. That one. I mean, it's not me. a huge, it's not a huge deal, but it's sort of interesting. Uh, what might have more of an impact or well, would certainly have more of an impact on the actual games uh, played would be the Ravens proposal to add a sky judge referee to every game that could overturn. That would have the authority a guy to, in a hot air balloon. <laughs> it, yes. Yes, man. Finally, um, an NFL position I could take. What the balloon? <laughs> I will hang up this phone call. Sorry. You, no, right you're not. There. It was right there. I had to do you're, it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I, I'm going to finish this, uh, this little, like, could, could overturn any clear and obvious ref mistakes. I feel like this is going to cause way more problems than it's going to solve. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, because already we're in. Um, Isn't that the point of sending it to, like, where do they send the, re- the calls? Don't you yeah, like to the New booth York review. or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that their kind of job already? <laughs> it is. Uh, it is, but you could argue they're not doing it very well. And I, I wish I had done what I wrote in this bullet point because I think there are some other sports that have this, but. Uh, oh, is that I what that know. little tab is? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was. Uh, I didn't do all my homework this week. <laughs> I don't know. 
I think the concept sounds wonderful, but I mean, the fact that refereeing is such a subjective, right? There's always going to be human error. That's just right. a given. It's all about perception at the time. It's all about what you see versus what everyone sees. I mean, I mean, even on the plays that do get reviewed today, sometimes people can't agree on what the right call is. Right. And I think I, from what I saw, there was a lot more times that the refs convened and like discussed something and then made a call. So they were definitely trying to like, did you see what I saw? Yes or no? Like not just, you know, my favorite are the, uh, the field goal or the extra point kicks where one signals that it's good. The other one weighs it's no good. Like there wasn't a lot of that, but I don't know. There's so much human error involved with these things that I don't know if that sky judge position would help. Unless it's, a, unless it's a robot. Maybe it's, what if it's not a human? Well, they have the sky just, cam. I feel like that would be the angle they would have to have. Mm-hmm. All right. But, I know, that, that, that's really interesting, though. Sorry. Yeah, we'll see if either of those proposals go anywhere because obviously the whole league would have to vote on them. And uh, hmm. yeah, but just some of the more interesting things that I saw pop up. Okay. All on, to the, say I. on to the real news. Biggest thing I think that happened this past week was the Cowboys signing Dak Prescott to a four-year, $160 million deal uh, with a $66 million signing bonus, which is the biggest ever in the, for an NFL I think contract. he was due to Oh, I think he earned it. Um, and and also a no-trade clause, which I thought was interesting given the, the drama going on with Deshaun Watson and uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Dak was absolutely happy, and I think he was totally fine because he said there was no place he'd rather be once he put the star on. Yeah, I was, and I I was think glad this, to see it for him. This mm-hmm. saves the Cowboys so much money because I feel like if they had actually franchise tagged them, they would have only have made this deal worse for their pockets because he only would have been worth more money next year. So I'm, I'm glad they were able to work it out and get this get this done. And it's good to see number four back in a Cowboys uniform again for the next four years. Yep. Agreed. And speaking of Russell Wilson, the Seahawks are reportedly, quote, not happy with the drama. And and I saw another uh, quote from him that he is apparently he likes the Bears emerging offensive line, which I was not aware of. And he's also a fan I- of Pat Nagy, which you don't hear a lot these days either. Uh, if there's an emerging offensive line, I think it's just their stomachs from the off season, but I guess we'll have to dive into that one as Chicagoans. And I don't, I don't understand how they can be mad with Russell Wilson right now. Like they've done nothing to protect him his entire time in Seattle. And the one time he voices it, they're like, no, you need to be quiet. But I'm wondering where the, where it's getting no pun intended, where the, the leaves are getting rustled in this case. Cause I don't think it would be Pete Carroll but I'm not for sure. Yeah. And, and still, I still doubt he goes anywhere, but uh, it, you know, it's interesting <laughs> again, that that relationship between him and the ownership seems to be going South maybe. And just the fact that he floated that list last week of teams right? that he wouldn't mind being traded to is, is also like, I'm not asking, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Right. And uh, man, how crazy would that be if the bears make a move? <laughs> for either Wilson or uh, Watson. Uh, someone who did make a move this past week is the Patriots trading for Raiders offensive tackle, Trent Brown, who was a member of their 2018 Super Bowl uh, championship team. And he is the heaviest player in the NFL. Fun fact. Big part of their uh, running game that year. And so right. uh, bringing him back. That should and, be good. Uh, in other Patriots news, I've this I heard intrigues me the most that they're planning to make a push to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, ironically, the, at, the guy that they one gave time, away, yeah, at one time believed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady, uh, didn't work out that way. But uh, one reporter actually described this as their plan A for the quarterback position next year. So super interesting. Can you imagine how much humility that is? Yeah, we'll trade you away for some draft picks. Well, you know what? Actually, we figured we found out we can't do Jack. Uh, We need you to come back. Yeah, so the the quarterback drama is far from over for this offseason. 
Uh, let's see. So Eagles owner Jeff Lurie has uh, apparently instructed his, you know, his, his GM and, and the, the rest of the ownership to plan around Hertz as a starting quarterback, which, you know, as we talked about last week, it wasn't going to be a real quarterback competition, but they were pretending they'd have one to like build his confidence or whatever, or make him earn it. Uh, but that is obviously <laughs> not <laughs> happening. Yeah. Uh, Hurts will be the week one starter for the Eagles. So that's, uh, we have that to look forward to. Watch so, they bring in Newton just because. <laughs> uh, ben Roethlisberger signed a contract, new contract that reduces his pay by $5 million for this year to free up some cap space for the team. And he will be the quarterback. Uh, Texans still say they have no backup plan. It's, Besides Deshaun Watson, they say they're not trading him. And they've even gone to, as far as to say that they're willing to let him sit out 2021 if that's what he wants to do and, and take I don't understand what the franchise is doing. I mean, I thought the drama was done when Bill O'Brien left, and it's gotten worse. Yeah, well, it seems like they're trying to. It's still, we're still a long way away from week one of 2021, obviously. But uh, obviously, right, there's but... some uh, ch- a mental chess match being played here between Watson and the team. And I get like that they're openly saying that there's there's no plan. But if I'm in that front office, you've got to be you've got to be formulating something that if Watson decides to sit, you need a backup plan. Yeah, I don't even know who the backup is for the Texans. I do not know either. I, I know on. at one point it was Matt Schaub. I think he finally retired. Hold on, hold on, I'm pulling it up. They're going to bring back Brock Osweiler. I forgot about that guy. It's uh, <laughs> AJ McCarron, who was originally okay. drafted by uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. I mean, either way, even with Watson there, this team's not going anywhere this year. No, so, they just my, gave away all their players. They did just sign Mark Ingram. Saw that. Yep. yep. Another solid running back to pair with uh, David Johnson, who they also re-signed. Yet they have nobody to throw the football, so great job. <laughs> Wildcat and, plays every snap and no one to throw it to because Will Fuller's gone. I guess Brandon Cooks is still there. Anyway, uh, a couple more small items here. The Jets are willing to take calls on Sam Darnold if people are interested in trading for him, which apparently some teams are. It makes sense for the Jets to deal him as they're probably going to draft a quarterback right, uh, right in, in April you. here. But anyway, so yeah, Darnold could be another quarterback on the move. And then last thing, Cliff Kingsbury. Says he's confident in Chase Edmonds to be the lead back in Arizona, uh, which we had noted last offseason that Kenyon Drake was playing this year under a franchise tag. And uh, this is not transition for transition. Hey, wow, good job. You remembered. <laughs> transition <laughs> I do tag. research once a month is fine. So this is probably bad news for uh, Kenyon Drake. I, I don't necessarily think there. if it's bad news. I just don't think we're going to see the Kenyon Drake carries he was having. I could see him as a complimentary position. Whether he wants that role is a different story. Yeah, um, but point. Chase Edmonds turned out to be a, a beast in Arizona, so it only makes yeah, sense he's, that he's looked he, good and he's younger, you know, so younger and, I, I, and more powerful. I don't know. We'll have to watch Kenyon Drake, but I I think they they sign Kenyon Drake or tag him for one more year. Hey, speaking of franchise tags, here are the ones that have been given out already by teams. The Bears. Did you see what I did there? Love it. So good at that. And then I ruined it by calling it out. (laughs) The Bears franchise tagged Allen Robinson, their receiver, I think for the second year in a row. (laughs) Right, Um, because they have so many choices. Makes sense that they want to keep him around, but I don't know why they wouldn't sign him, you know, to a longer term so, thing. He's good, but we don't know if he's like, you know, wide receiver one good, you know, just got to make sure. Right. So I figured that out. I mean, it, it is helpful probably if they're going to try to lure in a, a good quarterback to come play for them. They're like, hey, at least we got you, Allen Robinson. That's about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos tagged safety Justin Simmons, as I think you predicted last offseason. Uh, the Jets tagged another their safety, Marcus May, uh, Brandon Scherf, Brandon Scherf, uh, guard, guard for Washington. Guard. Yep, yep. Uh, Chris Godwin is returning to Tampa Bay on the tag. Uh, Cam Robinson for the Jaguars. 
Giants used their t- franchise tag on Leonard Williams, the defensive lineman they traded for a couple years ago, and he's been pretty good since. Another offensive lineman, Taylor Moten, for the Panthers was tagged. And then finally the Saints tagged their safety, Marcus Williams, to keep him around. Not an overly surprising group, but a good group that at some point should get long-term deals after this year, depending on cap space. I feel like we're seeing these franchise tags on these big names just due to cap space. Right, yeah, it might be. Might end up cheaper in some cases uh, to do the tag. And then uh, also speaking of cap space, there are some semi-high profile cuts uh, this past week as teams try to get under the cap or get ready, get uh, lower their cap number so that they have space to make other moves. Uh, the veteran wide receiver Golden Tate cut from the New York Giants. The Saints cut a lot of players. <laughs> Josh Hill, Jared Cook, two of their starting tight ends. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, their wide receiver, uh, Quan Alexander, your proven player. Yeah, like so many of their team was gone. Like that's going to be a very interesting Saints team. Without freeing up, uh, freeing up cap space to sign Winston. (laughs) Oh, and their punter. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Winston, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I'm curious about this this connection. Well. So the Saints, another player that they cut was their punter, Thomas Morstead, who's been there for, okay. I think, 13 years. But, yeah. Uh, who, who needs a punter when you have Jameis Winston at quarterback? Because every drive either ends in a touchdown or an interception. So what you're saying is instead of a punter, they just have Jameson to give the ball back to the other team. Yeah, you know, fourth down, you can just throw a 60-yard bomb interception and pretend it was on purpose. Kickoff, so I see it. I get it. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't as funny as I'd hoped. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, track, thank track, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to skip most of the rest of that list, except for the Chiefs, surprisingly, this cutting both critical. of their starting tackles. Yeah, Eric Fisher, Fisher. and Schwartz. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be an interesting offensive line next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was interesting in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then they look cut the. Well, actually, neither of these guys ended up playing the Super Bowl because of injuries, but. Yeah, that's uh, why it was interesting. Will remain not playing for Kansas City next year. (laughs) Gasp. What if it's one of those deals where, like, in four months, they, like, re-sign them to a cheaper deal? Right. (laughs) You know, that actually, I totally see that happening. All right. Now let's uh, go through the free agents available by position. And we're going to start with the most important one so that if we have to cut ourselves off. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone, uh, anyone out there, if you need a professional couch potato, and, and that's me, I'm describing myself. <laughs> I don't know how you would pitch. What's your elevator pitch to an NFL team? Uh, uh, I mean, I can coach. I can coach better than Dom Capers. Oh, hey, that's true. You're, you're certified. I am. I'm a certified dumbass. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> Every every good every high profile needs a dumb assistant. You can Perfect. bring me Gatorade. I I can do that. Just not if it's in a bunch of little cups on a tray or something because I'll spill that. But I'll uh, well, bring you for my own for my own amusement. That's how you're serving it. Okay. Well, starting with the quarterback position. <laughs> top name on this list was Dak Prescott, but he's gone. Or well, he's gone from the list because he's back in <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> Actually, I have these first two in the wrong order, but whatever. Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> 27-year-old quarterback, formerly of the Chicago Bears, former number two overall pick, is currently a free agent. And I wrote, there's a possibility the Bears bring him back again um, because I don't know what the alternative is. Nick, Nick Foles, I guess. No. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, that, that would be the most boring option. I'd I'd be way more excited to see him go somewhere else. Well, that's what I'm trying to think. I thought I came up. Well, I said I mentioned Kyle Allen. No, not Kyle Allen. Um, Alex Smith to the Bears. Yeah, I like that. Oh, uh-huh. actually, his name is not on this list. Hold on. Yeah, you're welcome. Hold on. Mike's there we go, Alex. There he is. <laughs> I don't know how old he is, but he's on the list now. 
just put a comma with a few question marks. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. It'll be um, interesting to see what happens in Trubisky. Probably he'll be maybe a backup Trubisky somewhere. Maybe to the Texans. Interesting. I feel like the Texans are hmm, maybe the Panthers. Yeah, there was no Teddy Bridgewater. No Teddy Bridgewater news this week, but we've. It seems like they're uh, not necessarily married to the idea of him as their long-term starter. Yeah, be I don't know. Something. I would say maybe the Texans. I could see him in the Texans. I mean, they had Brock Osweiler, so they can't do any worse. And Matt Schaub. <laughs> and Brian Hoyer. Yes. Yes. Jameis Winston, also 27 years old. Oh. Formerly of, well, last year, New Orleans. And I... My understanding is that he's expected to be signed by them, and I put maybe question mark be the starter next year. Like I never understand when these guys get rid of a player, and then like a year later, like, hey, do you want to come back? Like, is there no bitter taste at left? Like you got rid of me for a year, and now you're like, hey, right, sort of left him hanging, yeah. But uh, again, I don't know. We'll see. That's what I'm rooting for. I know I you want to are. see him start. I don't know. I why. don't. <laughs> just to spite me i feel like there's no uh, that's right reason. it would have to be a, a training camp battle between him and Taysom hill we'd we'd probably have to do a jello bet on the outcome of that training camp battle and then uh yeah winston taking it would uh would be fun to watch uh you went you mentioned kyle allen i don't know if that was an accident or not but he's it was an accident on the list. i was thinking at alex smith but that's okay. fine well, Kyle Allen uh, is only 25 years old. He played for Washington last year, and he has a history with Rivera since they worked together in Carolina previously. So there's a thought that he might come back for uh, competition with uh, uh, Henneke. Taylor? Tyler? Taylor Henneke? I, I didn't think write down so. his first name. <laughs> I think it's Tyler. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's a possibility. Otherwise, maybe he goes back to being a backup somewhere else. And then uh, really quickly here, just blow through the rest of these. Jacoby Brissett, who was with the Colts the last few years. Uh, Alex Smith, who you already mentioned. He'll, he'll get he'll get work somewhere. Uh, Brian Fitzpatrick, 39 years old, says he wants to keep playing. Hey, how about, uh, how about Houston for him? For Fitzy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's when he's at his best, playing for a team that's going nowhere and has no other plan. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't have a renegade stud backup to start like they had with Tua. <laughs> and I do not have the same confidence in Colin as I did in Flores in making the proper adjustments when needed. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Fitzpatrick should stay in Miami personally, but that's just my take on it. Teron Taylor, whose uh, lung is fully recovered from the – Tragic sabotage. With the knee. Yes. Did you say sabotage? Sabotage. If you did, I applaud you because his <laughs> lung got punctured. <laughs> we can we can just assume I did, and I'm going to take all the credit. Yep, for being yep. clever. <clears throat> Andy Dalton. If Russell leaves Seattle. I put Terod Taylor to go to Seattle. Oh, okay. Because there's still not going to be an offensive line, so you're going to rely on his mobility. Right. Going to need someone that can run. Yeah. With two longs, hopefully. Andy Dalton, now 34 years old. Broncos? Sure. Yeah, I don't know that they're sold on Drew Locke necessarily. Their Broncos have been linked to several of the quarterbacks uh, open for trades. I mean, I would only have to make sure his accuracy was still good, but it wouldn't be bad. He'd have at least some decent weapons, more than what he had in Cincinnati. And a defense that 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 could protect anything, that any mistakes he makes. Yep, I put him and Flacco in the same category. Who's also a free agent? They're just going to be backups, except to step in when when needed, just like he did this year in Dallas, I guess. Okay, Rip. running backs. There's a lot of good running backs on this list. Too many running backs. Yeah, yeah. So, so we won't spend too much time on any in particular. But Marlon Mack uh, has had a few really good seasons with the Colts, but both cut short by injuries. Uh, I want similar... to talk about injuries, Matt Burita. Yeah, right. I want to believe injuries. it. I want to believe in, in in the Burita filter, but I can't. Oh, nice! I just got myself one of those. Pretty nice. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, Leonard Fournette, who I'm surprised uh, was... they didn't tag him or work something out to keep him in Tampa. 
Yeah, me too. And, you know, it's one of those situations where they could still bring him back. We'll see. Uh, but he's only 26 years old still. It was pretty effective the first few years in Jacksonville. Kind of fell off the back to sign in Tampa Bay and didn't do much during the regular season, but was an absolute monster in the in the postseason, including the Super Bowl. So he'll end up somewhere. Uh, James Conner was kind of surprised to see. Well, maybe not given how cap strapped they are, but James Conner, who had such a good story in Pittsburgh and had one big year at when Le'Veon Bell held out, hasn't been quite the same since then. I could see Conner maybe going to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to need someone. With Gurley uh, on the market. And, yeah, no one really behind him. Uh, let's see, Gus Edwards for the the Ravens. I actually did see earlier today. He's a they put a second round tender on him, which I uh, Edwards is really good though, and they lost Ingram, so I'd be surprised if they don't bring him back to pair with uh, J.K. Dobbins. They seem to like doing the committee thing. Packers actually lose two starting running backs, or like I don't know, co co starters or whatever. They lose Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones both to free agency. Surprising you got to figure they're going to bring get... Aaron Jones back. They just got to figure out how. Right. Yeah. Because he's uh, one of the best backs in the league. And, I and think he's he was such close a critical cog of, of LaFleur's offense. Yeah. Running and catching. So I don't know. The only running back on this list that's a free agent that may have the same skill set that could work would either be Chris Carson or James White. Uh, let's see who else we got on this. So Kenny and Drake, as we already mentioned, uh, and then Todd Gurley, as we just talked about, which is interesting. His first year out of LA, he was with the, uh, the Falcons last season. And, uh, I, I think he's just too banged up. He's clearly not the player he was his first couple seasons. I mean, Atlanta put him to good use and he, he held up relatively well, but Everyone's afraid to like go back to the workhorse he was. Right. Yeah. And most teams right now can't afford to have a player that they kind of have to put on a snap count every week. Right. Not at the salary that he would probably want. Chris Carson, I was surprised to see leave Seattle because he's been so good there. And uh, I feel like despite what ends up happening every year, Pete Carroll wants to be able to run the ball. <laughs> Uh, Philip Lindsay here too leaves Denver also age 27 had a couple of nice seasons Tevin Coleman James White Le'Veon Bell who is also an afterthought at this point <laughs> um, Mark Ingram who we already mentioned was signed today by uh, or with uh, Houston and then you've got uh, the ageless wonders Adrian Peterson <laughs> at age 36 he played uh, he finished last year with Detroit See if he comes back. They've got some young running backs. They've got DeAndre Swift there, so I don't. I don't see him bridge. coming back to Detroit. No, no. And then Frank Gore, thirty-eight years old, just just won't stop playing football. Did you know that he has a son who is also named Frank Gore? He's a junior. No, proceed, Mike. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, so people are wondering if, if Frank Gore Sr. is trying to stay in the league long enough to, to play at the same time as his son. <laughs> it's just a pretty funny thought. That that, that's 42. where I figured this was going, regardless yeah. of if you yeah. figure the math yeah. out, it's fine. Yeah. So I would either has three more years freshman. or seven more years. <laughs> I would be willing to bet if that's the case, it's closer to three, because I don't yeah. think Gore's going to last seven more years in the league. <laughs> He's like the Tom Brady of running backs, except way less successful. <laughs> I don't know. Frank Gore's still impressive to be a 38-year-old running back. I mean, it's impressive that he's out there. He's not a good running back anymore. <laughs> no, but he can still carry the ball. Not well, but I mean, well, that's you and I, I would play running back for like two years and be like, yeah, nah. Oh, I mean, he's better running back at, he, in 10 years. He'll be a better running back than I would be in my prime. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Nope, it's right, on record. It's going on the internet. Wide receiver. Uh, I got a couple of really big names here, starting with Kenny Galladay, who's been the, uh, Detroit's top option the last four years. Uh, he'll he'll make some team and some quarterback very happy. Watch him go actually... to Arizona, and Arizona's just building the stud-star team. 
I mean, they got Watt now. They had Hopkins. That'd be pretty and they insane. get like they Hopkins get Got Juju Smith Schuster leaving the Steelers after four years. Uh, I'm going to skip AJ Green for now. Will Fuller, who uh, finally was putting it all together in Houston, he's been kind of injury prone, but uh, very, one of the best deep threats in the league. And he was having a great season until he got suspended uh, for PEDs. So he leaves Houston. Good for good for you. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't think he's been signed yet. It'd be fun to see him go to Green Bay. He'd be like MVS, but actually catches the ball. <laughs> yeah, catch more than just opportune times. I could see Fuller maybe ending up in in with the Jets. AJ Green is going to the Patriots with Jimmy Garoppolo, as we predicted. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. We'll see. He's thirty three now. Didn't you know? Was healthy last season, but didn't again. do much. And yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Probably the end of the line for him, though, being one of the top threats in the game. Uh, Panthers let my guy Curtis Samuel go. That was kind of disappointing. Guess he didn't prove it in their eyes, but he'll he's another guy who will land on his feet. Uh, T.Y. Hilton at age 32. Uh, like the only receiver for Indy? And yet he had a horrible season with uh, Rivers at quarterback. And Hilton's another guy who's a deep threat. And, you know, after age 30, that people in that skill set kind of drop off. And maybe that's what happened. But I don't think he's done for sure. You're saying about Corey Davis? I was. Corey Davis, (laughs) I think, should remain in Tennessee. Or I could see Corey Davis going to Chicago. That would be a great wide receiver to have opposite of Allen Robinson. Yeah, Davis finally... uh, Finally put it all together. He was so hyped up for so long. It didn't do much, but but last year he was great with Tannehill and across from AJ Brown. Yes. I was very happy. Um, he did decently well for my fantasy team. So there's a personal, right. personal stake in the matter. Mm, stake. Uh, Alan Lazard is leaving Green Bay, but I, I think he showed enough there to get picked up by somebody. New England. <laughs> Yeah, where he'll yeah, go probably. and his career will die. I feel like New England would take like Marvin Jones and Deshaun Jackson. Like that just seems to be what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was that, I was surprised right. to see Tim Patrick on this list. Yeah, he was really good. I guess the Broncos are are assuming they'll be able to teach Judy how to catch this offseason. <laughs> I have no confidence in that one. Great route runner, terrible catcher. Uh, Fitzy, Fitzy. Yeah. I think Fitzy's going to retire. Fitzgerald, yeah. it's If he does, it's too bad because he's stuck it out in Arizona for so long and they're finally looking like they're going to be a good team. <laughs> and a couple more guys on this list, but not worth talking about. Let's quickly go over to tight end where Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith um, and Gerald Everett are kind of the, the youngsters of the class who are still in there mid-20s and didn't get extended past their rookie deals. Uh, all of them pretty effective uh, pass catchers. Uh, Hunter Henry would, needs to go to Carolina. Jonu Smith would probably do very well in New England. And Gerald Everett, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I get Atlanta. He's solid. Uh and it's a run blocker too, so he doesn't have to go somewhere and be like the, you know, the pass catching guy. Right. He would be a complimentary tight end and two tight end sets. Hey, maybe yep. she can go to Chicago and you can have another tight end that catches. <laughs> uh Gronk, I feel like is staying at Tampa with Tom. I don't see as how long that as Brady's there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh Rudolph was kind of a surprise to me. Yeah. I think I heard he refused a pay cut, so they they released him. <laughs> yeah. You could remain a loyal Viking and take $2 million less, or you can leave. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's been a productive tight end in the league for a while. I, he'll go somewhere. And then you got Jared Cook recently dumped by New Orleans. We had those two crucial errors in the in the playoff game that, that cost them. Yeah. Way to go, Cook. <laughs> 
cost us a playoff spot. We cost you your job. I'm sure he's made plenty in his in his career. He's fine. Yeah, we're just gonna ignore that and move on. Okay. I'm just gonna pick a few of these offensive linemen in general to talk about. And you actually previewed this last week. Alex Mack, longtime center for the Falcons at age 35, is finally hitting free agency. I think he's gonna retire. Yeah. Uh Corey Lindsley. Oh, sorry. Did you have more to say? No, I was trying to, I was just keep going because one of them jumped out at me and I was trying to remember which one it was, but proceed. Well, just as a Packers fan, it concerns me that uh, Packers are losing two starting offensive linemen. Yeah. Lane Taylor and Corey Lindsley. Um, Uh, We're both starters on what was outside of that Buccaneers playoff game, a pretty solid offensive line. <laughs> we're not going to talk about the Buccaneers in the postseason because no, I don't know where the defense showed up from, but like they, they, they ate everything that was put in front of them, and it was scary, and I cried a little bit. Trent um, Williams. Alejandro Villanueva is the one yeah. that jumped out on this list because I feel oh, like yeah. he's kind of tied with Ben. Mm-hmm. Like I would feel like he would take a little bit of a pay cut to remain as long as Ben plays. But once Ben retires, I think he goes. And he's a solid, like, tackle. And I think that line needs him one more year. And maybe they can afford him now that uh, Ben took the pay cut and they've got a little more money to work with. Because, yeah, you're right. One of the most important things for an offensive line is continuity, right, for that uh, communication. Uh, For me, it was Trent Williams who stood out here. He was – so good in Washington for a while, went to San Francisco. Their year didn't go the way they thought it would last year. And uh, now he's a free agent again. So, well, Packers too, because he, uh, he was part of that Kansas City line too. That's another guy that Kansas City is losing. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Tampa Bay also losing a pair of offensive linemen and Joe Haig and Josh Wells. Josh Wells. I don't know. I guess these offensive lines are not going to look like they once did. So it's going to be interesting to see how that in turn plays out yep. with their, uh, with their replacements. All right. On the defensive side of the ball, we're going to lump all defensive linemen together into one category. Um, <clears throat> Dominic and Sue, formerly yeah. of the lions, more recently of the Buccaneers age 34. Now, can you believe that like, these guys are getting old? <laughs> What about like <laughs> yeah, I put him on the list. Give him an honorable mention. <laughs> that guy is only 29, but uh, past his prime already, I think. Uh, more interesting than Beasley was uh, Jadevian Clowney. We'll be switching teams again, uh, unless Tennessee brings him back. He was only there for the one year, but he got hurt halfway through. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, who has moved around quite a bit, started last offseason in Jacksonville, traded to Minnesota, traded to Baltimore, and a free agent now. Only 26 years old, Ngakwe. He is one of the younger ones on this list. Mm -hmm. Trey Hendrickson jumped out at me. Yet another New Orleans player. That's right. Yeah. And he kind of came out of nowhere and was, I think, in the top 10 in sacks uh, before he got hurt for the, the playoffs. That's a guy Green Bay could go after. Yeah, yeah, he'll probably. He's still pretty young too, at twenty-seven. Uh, linebackers, some some pretty big names here actually. Bud Dupree is leaving Pittsburgh. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett potentially leaving Tampa Bay, although they're reportedly working on a deal for him. I agree with Sean Lee being on this list. I know he probably wants to remain a star, but he his his hamstring injuries have plagued him so much of his season and i really feel like leighton vanderesh stepped up especially in the run run defense so i feel like they could find a a better replacement for lee Uh, von miller would be pretty crazy if he leaves denver although that's another one where they're uh, they're supposedly working on a deal so he's i think i'm expecting him to stay in denver keep that combination going with him and uh him and chubb Yep. Uh, Leonard Floyd is kind of interesting. He was a disappointment in Chicago, but was really effective his one year with the Rams and only 28 well, Cage, years old. Uh, Judon jumped out at me for Baltimore, too, because I thought Judon had a really good year. 
times are tough. <laughs> You're tough. Oh, thank you. No one's ever oh. said that before. Damn it. It's not meant unless to, unless you meant tough to deal with. <laughs> well, that's just a given. That's why I only talk to you once a week. <laughs> Other than that, it's just strictly strictly memes, and that's it. <laughs> okay, and then uh, moving on to the secondary, some relatively big names here too: Patrick Peterson, AJ Boye, uh, Malcolm Butler, Sherman Norman. Sherman. McCourty. Yeah, McCordy. Jason McCordy of the Patriots is really surprising. Kevin King, I, I don't know. I kind of want him to stay in Green Bay. He's another one of those guys that, like, he's so young still. He's only 25. But also, they, he's been they, there four years. They've seen what he can do. and I just feel like we burn through corners so fast in Green oh, Bay. Oh, I know. It's funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like they're either concussed to the point that they can't ever play again. Or it's like, this guy's really decent. They're like, yeah, we know. We're letting him go. It's like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, Micah Hyde. I miss that guy. And uh, what was the other one? House. He went to LAC. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Devon House or something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Anyway, so yeah. Kings here. Ronald Darby from Washington is going to be a hot commodity. Burns should land a job pretty easily. I think so. And it's the same argument that he had going to the Bears is like the didn't work out in Pittsburgh, but he's still young, so give him a shot. And then uh, San Francisco, their second corner besides Sherman that they're losing, Akello Witherspoon uh, had a pretty good season. So I was kind of surprised to see him, his name on this list too. And then I don't think I finished going through the safeties because Keanu Neal is definitely not the only free agent <laughs> safety. <laughs> Well, this whole list is going to be reshuffled and things once next Wednesday kicks off. So, well, that's what I'm. That's why this is the most exciting. Well, actually, it's hard to say that. This is one of the most exciting days of the football season. Is the first day of free agency when all the most of the highest profile names go to new teams, and it's just where uh, your phone just doesn't stop buzzing for four right. hours. <laughs> exactly. Other free agent safeties. I just love the detail. You went in for special teams. Oh yeah, I, I totally gave up. Oh <laughs> hey, how about how about um uh Morstead? Well Falcons just re-signed Koo too. Oh yeah, and Bears, Bears re-signed uh Santos, Cairo Santos. So see was, there we go, nailed it. He was 30 for 32, just like he nailed all but two of his field goals this year. That was a piss poor attempt at something. Oh, come fun. on. Really? I've made worse jokes that you liked. <laughs> um, while you're looking that up, can I just interject a side fun fact? Sure. I'm kicking your ass in fantasy hockey right now. Oh, stop it. No, you, you may not interject a fun fact. I'm going uh, to go back. In regards to that, I took down our undefeated person in our league. I don't know how. It must have been an act of God. I saw you got a second win, and you're on your way to number three, so congrats, I guess. <laughs> every, I don't know what happened. Okay, every, every damn week, I look at the score Saturday night. There's only one game left of the week. You know, one day left of the matchup. <laughs> I'm winning. I don't check it again until – I mean, I set my lineup. I don't check it again until after Sunday, and I lose somehow, despite like a 20-point cushion. <laughs> this has happened to me like three times, I swear. Ridiculous. And I'm gonna lose it's, to you. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> and if I do lose to you, you're gonna be at three wins. I'm still sitting at one end, whatever. So it's probably gonna secure last place for me. <laughs> you know what? Given the yeah, fact week I have two no concept of what is going on right now, <laughs> I'm totally fine with where I sit. My two and six <laughs> record is way better than I anticipated. So for me, yeah, it's all yeah. uphill. I'm impressed. Kudos to you. I didn't embarrass myself entirely, just mostly. So I can live with that. That's 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 my football life too. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There aren't that many other safeties on this list. Um, Anthony Harris leaving Minnesota is kind of a big deal. That would be that's a decent size name. Kenny Vaccaro. 
Uh, he was in New Orleans for a while, Tennessee most recently. The, both those guys are 30. Oh, Malik, Malik Hooker. He was a pretty high draft pick for the Colts a few years for ago. For the Colts, only, yep. You know, 2016, I want to say. And uh, yeah, actually, not not that many, not that many big name safeties. And uh, I mean, that's it. Those are the names that I, I mean. I guess I'll just keep this spreadsheet, keep this tab open, and and we can use it to start filling it in with where all these people go. But right, but that is it. These are the highest profile free agents, at least in our estimation. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to fully be honest with our, our 11 listeners. This is your estimation. I contributed reading the list and providing insight. So kudos to the man behind the magic, Magic Mike himself. I was afraid you were going to say that. I I was thinking, should I, should I not? And then there was no other word other than magic that popped into my head that felt it would work. And so you're stuck with that. You're all right. Well, yeah. Thank you for reading the notes for once. Eh, well, I mean, this time these pages were helpful. So I think what we're going to do in terms of scheduling, we're going to take next week off so that we can just collect Absolutely. all the news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt can continue, continue his recovery from the, the beating that he got in Detroit and is too embarrassed to talk about. Um, and... You ready for one more fun fact about that? Yes, please. While we were out there, there was, at the time, it was almost a 70% chance we were going to have to go to Cincinnati this coming week, so next week. Mm. It turns out we are not. So I dodged dodged a bullet there of being (laughs) out of town for two weeks in a row. Good, because you've been talking a lot of smack about Cincinnati, too. It's. Well, I will continue to talk smack. Actually, about now today. you can do that freely without fear of repercussions. I had very little fear of Detroit. They <laughs> come at me, bros. You ain't ripped. That's my new favorite segment of the show. Is Matt rips Detroit? <laughs> I feel like I feel like that should be like season two gag. Each week, I just pick a city and tear it apart for no reason. They did nothing wrong. Take that, L.A. And your avocados. You can say whatever you want about LA, but if you talk about avocados, you're going to deal with me. <laughs> this is going to come as a shock, but I don't think I'm too concerned about it. <laughs> well, my friend, it's been a blast. As always, for next two and, weeks, uh, to sit back, relax, enjoy free agency. I'm sure we will have lots of messaging back and forth as the, as the chaos ensues. Oh, absolutely. So as always, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will rejoin you after free agency has cooled down a bit and and talk about the biggest signings and the impacts they're going to have. So until then, stay safe, everybody, and enjoy the uh, ensuing chaos chaos next week at that that words. It's a good thing I don't talk to him. What he said. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.